Welcome to the Spiritual Warfare Network Podcast, the training ground for warriors in Christ who are ready to walk in their God-given power and authority. Apostle DeCoy Green is about to equip you with kingdom strategies and teach you how to strategically pray and effectively engage the enemy in spiritual warfare. Now let's get into today's teaching. Good evening, everyone. Welcome, welcome to our New Year's Eve celebration service. Greet you all in the precious name of Jesus. Welcome those watching live, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, those watching weekly broadcast or listening to a podcast. It's Apostle Corey Green. Again, I welcome you all to begin logging in. A few moments so we can jump on uh, into the word for today. Amen. Amen. So uh, we're going to open up in prayer and then we're going to get into uh, the prophetic message. And so how we're going to flow is we're going to, um, I'm going to release the word. Well, give the word, the message that the Lord has given us for uh, this New Year's Eve. And then we're going to log off and log right back on uh, for the prophecy for 2021. And then we're going to go into uh, praying, uh, praying into uh, this new year. Amen. Father God, we give him glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for this day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad. And we thank you, God, for the word that's going to go forth on today, oh God. All that's going to be said, all that's going to be done, all that's going to be revealed. We ask you to speak to me, speak through me, open our eyes, see our ears to hear, touch our hearts, that we receive this word, apply it to our lives, oh God, that we will do what is pleasing in your sight. Let your glory be upon uh, this service, oh God. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. We give your name all glory, honor, and praise. We come against any seed. The enemy will try to sort of try to snatch this word. We cancel in advance in the name of Jesus. You be glorified. You be magnified. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. All right. So uh, tonight, as we're going to have a little bit of time here before we. Uh, get into the new year, at least on the East Coast. I know in some countries you're already in, in the new year. I know on the West Coast, uh, you're three hours behind, so it won't quite be in the new year when we hit the new year, but uh, but the word still applies. The word still remains. And we're just going to put it all into perspective, what God is saying now. And so uh, we're going to go to Hebrews 11, familiar passage scripture, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to begin at verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11. Beginning with verse 1. And we're going to read the Amplified. And we will read verses 1 through 6. It says, Now faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as 
fact what cannot be experienced by physical the physical senses. For by this kind of faith, the men of old gain divine approval. By faith, that is, with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God, we understand that the worlds, universe, ages were framed and created, formed, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose, purpose by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which it was testified of him that he was righteous upright and right standing with God and God testified by accepting his gifts and though he died yet through this act of faith he still speaks by faith that pleased God Enoch was caught up and taken to heaven so that he would not have a glimpse of death and he was not found because God had taken him for even before he was taken to heaven he received the testimony still on record that he had walked with God and pleased him but without faith it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists, that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him, who earnestly, earnestly and diligently seek him. So, uh, so again, put it all in perspective and, 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 and the word that the prophetic message uh, for this New Year's Eve as we prepare to go into 2021 is that your faith, your faith is being rewarded. Your faith is being rewarded. Repeat after me. My faith is being rewarded. Say it again. My faith is being rewarded. And so put it all in perspective. Now we understand that 2020 was certainly a year uh, that was unprecedented. A lot of things that happened during 2020, a lot of things that were unexpected. We know the whole COVID-19, everything that went on in reference to that. And so, uh, and understanding what took place, it took faith. It took faith to stand. It took faith to stand when things didn't make sense. It took faith to stand uh, with all the chaos that was going on in the world, uh, the, the spirit of race that the enemy tried to, 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 to release into the world. All this craziness, all this madness, it took faith. It, it required faith. And, 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 and for many of you, your, your, your faith was stretched in ways it's never been stretched before. But please understand that was by design. That was by design for a long time now. God's been saying your faith is being put on display. The level of faith that got you here is not the level of faith that is going to keep you here. Again, the level of faith that got you here is not the level of faith. That is going to keep you here. Put in perspective now. So all the challenges that makes all the attacks, and I've and I've and, and I've constantly been reiterating that the enemy threw some of their best shots in 2020. There's no doubt about it, that the enemy came with some of their biggest blows in 2020. But it took faith. It took faith, it required faith beyond what you were accustomed to. And, and, and for many, it was as a shaking, it was a stretching, it was a pruning, it was a process. And no one likes to hear that word process. But as a child of God, we go through processes. Because why do we have to go through a process? Because God needs to break anything out of us that does not need to be there. Anything in us that, that, that could compromise us on another level. 
He has to break out of us anything that will compromise us on another level. And please understand, why did the enemy come so hard in 2020? Why did the enemy send so many shots in 2020? Why? Why? Because they knew that the glory movement, the great revival was upon us. They knew they couldn't stop it. They, they, they tried to do things to try to hinder us. But they knew some major things was coming out of the body of Christ. They knew some major things had been released from heaven. They knew it. So they tried to do everything in their power, everything in their strength to try to make major blows against us because they knew what was majorly happening right around the corner. And so it took faith. It required faith. It required faith. It required faith. And scripture says that, that, that the Lord is looking, he said, when, when, will he find faith in the earth? Will he find faith in the earth? And it's one thing to talk faith. It's one thing to put on, but it's another thing to live it and walk in it when your faith is tested. Because I assure you, there's no doubt about it. In 2020, the enemy tried your faith. The enemy tested your faith. Okay, do you serve God the way you serve God? Do you trust God the way you say you trust God? They, they tested every, it, it on every turn. On every turn. On every turn, every opportunity they had, they were trying to test our faith because they were trying to break it. They, 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 were tr- they were trying to get you to step out of it. They were trying to get you to abort, throw in a towel, give up, walk away, feel like it was hopeless. But God is making the money clear. Your faith is being rewarded. Your faith is being rewarded tangibly. Your faith is being rewarded. For what took place in 2020, how you stood the test that the enemy in the battles that came your way. Representing Christ well, standing on faith when it didn't make sense, standing on faith when it didn't feel good, standing on faith when it when it looked like you was crazy, standing on faith when you didn't know what was going to happen next, standing on faith when you like, Lord, how am I going to make ends meet? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Well, you, you stood on faith. And it's being rewarded. It did not go unnoticed. It did not go unnoticed. Now, 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 now let's look at this passage here, Hebrews 1, again, and amplify it. Now, now, now we're going to walk through this and show you how it applies to right now, today, where we are. Now, faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed. So there are things that, yes, I know God promised you. There are things that, yes, I know God spoke. And enemies done everything to try to fight you and 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 fight you to not see that promise. But number one, understand again, faith is the evidence now. Faith is the evidence that is done. So it says it's the title deed. So no matter how much the enemy try to do and throw at you, you still have the title deed. No matter how much the enemy tried to steal, rob, destroy, all the habit it tried to wreak in our lives, in our families, in our homes, in your finances, in your relationships, in your career, no matter how much habit they tried to wreak, you still have the title deed when you have faith. Faith is the title deed. Faith is the title deed to every promise God has given you. You have faith. 
Then it says, Lord, I trust you. I trust you what you say. I stand on your promises. So now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation. Wait a minute. How the confirmation of things hoped for is so so your faith, what you don't realize is that your faith was confirmation. That it's already done, even though the enemy was trying to make you believe otherwise, even though the enemy was trying to make you feel otherwise, even though the enemy was trying to make you think you were doing something wrong. Even though the enemy is trying to make you think maybe I'm off, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm going the wrong direction, maybe I'm missing something, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Lord, what's going on? But your faith is, was, and will be the title deed. Your faith was, is, and will be the confirmation. You need confirmation? Stand on faith. You the just, you live by faith. It's the confirmation of things you hope for. For divinely guaranteed, things you hope for, divinely guaranteed. So it's been divinely guaranteed because it's a promise from God. It's divinely guaranteed, but I tell you all the time, but it's not automatic. We still have to execute the judgment. We still have to execute the victory here on earth that God's already rendered, that God's already given us through Jesus Christ. It's divinely guaranteed, but it's not automatic. It's divinely guaranteed to be released. I understand this. This is where some get it twisted. God releases the promises. If people abort, then that promise is going to fall on somebody else. But 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 God releases what he promises because it's guaranteed and he can't go back on his word. But it's not automatic that it's going to be in our hands. That's why we stand on faith. We walk by faith because it's a title deed. It's the title deed. It's the confirmation of things we hope for. That's divinely guaranteed. So, so, and all of a saying it's done. God is saying it's done. It's divinely guaranteed. Faith is the title deed. Faith is your confirmation. Faith is your confirmation when what you see in the natural doesn't line up with what God said. When you see a natural doesn't line up with God's word. When you see the natural, is, is you know it's clearly an attack of the enemy. But God is so strategic that even in the midst of an attack of the enemy, he said, "Okay, in this attack, you're going to fight back. But in this attack, I'm going to build your faith in this attack. Guess what else I'm going to do in this attack? I'm going to even be pruning you. In this attack, I'm even preparing you for the next level. But you got to keep standing on faith. You still have to fight the good fight of faith. You still have to fight back. And that's exactly what you did in 2020. You had to fight back. You, you made it took some bruises, some bumps, some hits, but you fight back. But you fought back. And now here we are standing here today. Still standing on faith. This evidence of things we can't see. So now this faith is now evidence. This faith is now evidence. For what we can't see. It's evidence. So it's the title deed, the confirmation and the evidence. The title deed. The confirmation and the evidence. So whatever the enemy think they stole. You still have the title deed to it. It still belongs to you, even if it's in the wrong hands. I'm going to say it again. Even if it's in the wrong hands, it still belongs to you, because as long as you stand on faith, you still have the title deed. It's in the wrong possession. It's in the wrong hands. And through faith. Through your prayer, through through engaging in warfare, you will get it back. All that was lost, 
all that was held up, all that was hindered in 2020, you will get it back because you have faith. And not just having faith, exercising faith, standing on faith, standing firm on faith. It's the title deed. It's the confirmation. It's the evidence. Faith is the title deed, the confirmation, the evidence that you need to ensure you get what belongs to you. And God is saying your faith is being rewarded. And I tell you all the time, faith has a job to do. It's, it's, it's not your job to believe. Faith is the belief system. It's your job to allow faith to go to work in your life to believe for you on your behalf. And faith does the heavy lifting. Faith never comes back empty handed. And even though you look at this situation, that situation, look in this area in your life, that area in your life, and you're saying, I don't see the evidence. 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 What lens are you looking through? Because we walk by faith, not by sight. The enemy's been trying to get us to keep going by sight, 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 sight. When faith, it clearly says it's your title deed, it's the confirmation, and it's the evidence. You have the title deed, you have confirmation, and you have the evidence, all because of your faith. All because of your faith. And it has to continue to grow. Your faith can't stay. I have news for you. Your faith cannot stay where it is. As much as God stretched it, grew it, it still can't stay where it is. It has to continue to grow. It has to continue to elevate. It has to continue to go higher for where God is taking us. Because a level of faith that God is here, it's not the level of faith that's going to keep us here for what we're walking into. But you have the title deed, you have the confirmation, you have the evidence. You have the evidence. Even though you don't see it in a physical and a natural, but you have the title deed, you have the confirmation, you have the evidence. Faith is an agreement that is done. You just got to allow faith to agree in you. You just have to lose faith and, and unlock faith and let faith do what it does. And 2020 was definitely a year where it's going. it took faith. It took faith. In the midst of all the fear the enemy tried to put out in the world, it took faith. But we don't stop here. The faith got to continue to grow and grow. Verse 2 says, for by this kind of faith, the men of old gained divine approval. Divine approval. We get divine approval from God through our faith. Divine approval from God through our faith. We get divine approval from God through our faith. You want approval from God? Walk by faith. Now, you you can't just talk faith now. You got to talk it and you got to walk it. You got to talk it and you got to walk it. You got to talk faith. You got to walk faith. You got to talk faith. You got to walk faith. You got to speak it. You got to declare it. You got to believe it. Oh, by the way, you don't have to believe it. Faith is already the belief system. Just put the belief system to work. The burden is off of you. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Faith only becomes difficult. Hear me clearly. Faith only becomes difficult when you make it about you. Faith only becomes difficult. When your flesh is involved. That's the only time it becomes difficult. Because you can't see it. It's not making sense. It's not adding up. It's not coming in alignment. And it causes frustration and discouragement and anger and all these other things. When at the end of the day. Flesh can't believe. 
it becomes difficult when we're trying to make flesh believe. When we're trying to make our flesh believe it, that's when it becomes challenging because the flesh wants to do what it wants to do. It's concerned, again, our, our flesh is, is world conscious. It's concerned about the things of the world. It came from the, earth, the, the world, the dirt, the dust. Our soul is self-conscious. It's concerned about itself. Our spirit is God-conscious. It's concerned about the things of God. So our spirit, the real us, must take over. Our spirit, the real us, must take control. The real you. The real you. Faith only becomes difficult when we put our hands in it. Faith only becomes difficult when we try to do the job of faith. And that's why in 2020, many of you found yourselves in a position where you really really had to trust God in ways you never trust God before. Because the way the attacks came. But in the attack, God was like, don't be moved by that. Because the enemy, and watch this now. Here's how the enemy, the enemy sees when God is processing us. See, we think that it's through hard times and difficult things sometimes that, well, God is processing me. God's taking me through this. But, but that's not necessarily the case. What happens often is God is saying, okay, it's time to deal with this. We're going to deal with this. I'm processing you. I'm, I'm filtering out what doesn't belong there. Now, it doesn't have to be as painful as you make it. What happens is the enemy recognizes that God is taking you through a process. The enemy recognizes when God has taken us through a process. Watch this now. And so when the enemy says, okay, they're going through a process now. But in this process, God is trying to take some things out of them that doesn't belong there. God is trying to weed some things out. God is trying to put some things in them. But we don't want God to put those things in them. So we're going to try to put these things in them. And as God is trying to process these things out of them, we're going to try to keep these things there and try to add more stuff there to now make the process more difficult. And now we're focusing on this and focus on that. And the enemy is trying to get us to focus on this and focus on that to get out of alignment. And that's when the process can seem more difficult because the enemy already targeted us, targeted us when they saw they're going through a process and they know when God is taking us to a process, it's always for elevation. It's always preparing us for the next level. It's always to take us to a new level in him, a new level in his glory per, per se. And so the enemy comes in and be like, OK. I see. Put, put, put this, it's kind of like. Imagine. You know, you see some of those animal shows where, where it could be like an, an animal is giving birth. And then some wild animal comes to try to attack while they're giving birth. They're in a very compromising situation where it's like, okay, I'm in pain. I'm trying to birth. And then this somebody's trying to attack some other animal trying to attack me. So the enemy knows that you're going through a birthing process. You're going through a pruning process. You're going through a maturation process. You're going through a metamorphosis, so to speak. So they're saying, well, let's come get them now because now they're dealing with some things that may, they may not want to have to deal with. And, and, and God is, is, is shedding some things off of them. They're going through a shedding, so to speak. And the enemy comes to be like, okay, well, let's try to come in now and capitalize off of this and try to see if we can mess some things up. They're trying to mess what God is doing up in your life in the process. So that's how sometimes the process can be prolonged because now there's parts of our flesh, parts of our will that begins to pop up. And God says, aha, that's why I'm taking through this process, because that right there, that thing right there, you may have been able to function with that thing there on this level. But please understand, you will not be able to function with that thing on the next level. If you function with that thing. On the next level, that's the very thing that the enemy can use to literally take you out legally. Legally, 
So no, 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 no. We're going to deal with this thing here. If if I got to take you around the same mountain over and over and over again, we ain't moving from here until that thing's dealt with because I can't legally take you to this next level with that. It will kill you. It will take you out. I can't let that go there. It may have been okay here, but now I got we got a for real deal with this now because it can't operate there. It 100% angle flow and operating God's glory. So this is part of processes. He doesn't always process it all out in one sitting. It'll be too much. That's like staying in surgery your whole life. You staying in surgery, but you got to get out of surgery to go and function. You got to recover, heal and function and operate and, and, and do what you need to do. So he said, OK, we'll deal with that. I'll close you back up. OK, now. We're going to deal with this. He can't keep us in surgery because we stay in surgery. We won't be affected. We won't be able to carry out his assignments. And the enemy sees, oh, there's another process. So before, so the enemy is saying, okay, we know God's going to process them to elevate them, to promote them. So what can we do ahead of time before another process comes to try to trip them up, to try to slow them down, to try to set them back? And so when God is processing us for promotion, the enemy is like, I already got so much seeds on and so on. I got so many things on I put there. Now, now let's see them get through this. And then God said, well, we got to deal with this. That seed that enemy sold there, we got to deal with that. We got to deal with that heart issue. We got to deal with that hidden thing. We got to deal with this thing. You can't get past. You can bury it, bury it, bury it. But it has to be dealt with or it will deal with you. And the enemy knows those things in us that is from the enemy. We don't want anything in us from the enemy, connected to us from the enemy. And so the Lord begins to shine a light and expose and the enemy thinks to get away with something. Because they're like, look. Wait, it's going unnoticed. It's going unnoticed. And God's laughing like, <laughs> I'm going to deal with that. Trust and believe. I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to bring that up. And when God brings it up, now it's on you. Now it's coming upon you. Now it's on you to decide what you do with it. Now it's on you. If you're going to let God process you, you can do it the easy way or the hard way. But we ain't getting past it. We ain't moving forward past it. Until it's dealt with. Until it's dealt with. And if it's not dealt with within God's timeline, we all have a timeline. If it's not handled, dealt with, cut off, changed within God's timeline. You just missed out on so much of destiny. And he said, OK, now you got to go back here. You got to go over here. It don't mean he doesn't love you, but he's not going against his own laws. He's not going against his own rules. What he's put in place. It has to be faced. And so. Through faith, you gain God's divine approval. Through faith, you gain God's divine approval. And you can't go to another level without God's divine approval. We can't be promoted and elevated without God's divine approval. And what we don't realize is, watch this now. If God is processing us and we don't let him process us and surrender within the timeline. And the thing is, we don't know what the timeline is. Many times he won't tell us. Sometimes he may give us a snapshot, but we don't know what that timeline is. If we don't do it within that timeline and we know that this process is always to promote, it's always to take us higher in him, deeper, deeper in him. It's always to set us up for new assignments that he's put before us. But if we don't deal with it. 
if we don't deal with it and we know he's processing us to promotion, then the only other option is if he's processes to promotion and we don't submit render to the process within the timeline he's given us, then that's only a demotion. And it's a demotion. And it may not look like it on the surface because you still love the Lord. You still serve the Lord. You still got certain things going for you. So it looks like it's all good. But that's where the enemy comes in to try to sugarcoat and, and, and cover it up to make it look a certain way to make people comfortable in mediocrity, to make people comfortable in status quo, to make people comfortable in not dealing with what needs to be dealt with, to make people comfortable with trying to avoid the process, with rejecting the process. With abandoning the process. But guess what? That's we missed out on a promotion. If you missed out on a promotion, when you talk about God's process, then now there's a demotion. He said, okay, well, clearly you need to go back and learn this. We got to go through this here now because clearly you didn't learn it and apply it the way you need to apply it. And so we're gonna go through this for on your way to another promotion. So we got to surrender. But the good news is you standing on faith, your faith. Is being rewarded. Verse three. By faith, that is with an inherent trust. And enduring confidence in the power. Wisdom and goodness of God. The power, wisdom and goodness of God It's an inherent trust, it's an enduring confidence that can't be shaken and that's the beautiful thing about the process the enemy overplays their hand when they try to mess with the process because just like they overplayed their hand when they messed around and sold joseph into slavery oh we got him we messed up his destiny. It's derailed. He done got sold to slavery. He's finished. We're going to take him out. We got him put in prison. He's done. And what did God say to end? What the enemy meant for bad? I turn around for the good. I use what they I, I, I use what they did. They took him all the way into prison. But but guess what? Now he's second in command. And now the very siblings who sold him, sold him into slavery is coming down, depending on him to bail them out, depending on them to bail them out during a famine. Amy overplays the hand because they always want to mess with the process. They always want to mess with God's process. And God said, okay, I can use that. I can use that. I'll make the enemy work for me. And all their plans blow up in their face. Your faith is being rewarded. Your faith is being rewarded. Your faith is being rewarded. Put in perspective now. Put in perspective. You want God's divine approval. So it's this confidence in the power, the wisdom, the goodness of God. We understand that the world's universe, ages were framed and created, formed, put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. So what we see is not made out of what we can see. Think about that. What is seen was not made out of things which are visible. So what we see is made out of things we can't see. 
So that's why we were supposed to, always supposed to walk by faith, not by what we physically see, because what we physically see was not made by something we can see. So if we learn to continue to walk by faith, we ensure that we keep our title deed, we have confirmation, and we have evidence. 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 You have evidence. Watch this now. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which it was testified of him that he was righteous, upright, and right standing with God. Cain was not upright or in right standing with God. It says, and God testified by accepting his gifts. And though he died, yet through this act of faith, he still speaks. He was killed. Abel was killed. But it says through his act of faith, he still speaks. Through your act of faith, you still speak. Your faith is still speaking for you. Through your acts of faith, you still speak. Your faith is still speaking for you. Abel was long gone. His faith is still speaking. Ain't that something? That's a a testimony of faith. You what you stood for and stood on in 2020 is a testimony of faith. And it still speaks. It'll speak way after you're gone. That's the power of faith. Verse five, by faith. That pleased God. So, see, you can have faith. The scripture says we'll get in, in a minute. OK, we can have faith. But it doesn't mean that your faith is pleasing God. You got to watch this now. There's some who's still on the same level of faith that they were on five years ago. That's not pleasing God. Because if we still on the same level of faith we was on five years ago, that means we done missed some promotions. That means we already missed some promotions. That means we tried to avoid some processes. That's what that means if you really get to the core of it. That means we didn't deal with some hard stuff. We didn't get to the hard issues, the soul issues. We didn't deal with those buried and those hidden things. That's what that means. That means we missed some processes, some promotions. That has to still be dealt with. We still got to deal with it. So you can have faith. You can have faith. But is your faith pleasing God? See, some people just feel they're skating by. I got faith. I trust God. But is that level of faith pleasing to God for where you are and where you're supposed to be? Now we're getting into the nitty gritty now. Because folks, I have faith. I trust God. I don't understand why this should happen. I trust God. I've been having faith. But does your faith please God? So we always look at, well, if I don't have faith, I can't please God. So I do have some faith. But does your level of faith please God? Does your faith match the level in which you've been promoted? To what you're supposed to have been promoted. Does your faith match that? Or, there's, or is there a disconnect? God's trying to call us up higher. But if we're not allowed, because see, it ain't you, you doing it in faith. It's you allowing faith to do what faith does. So we all at some point have been in a position where we, we tied our faith down. We doubted our faith. The faith God put in us. 
And we had to be processed. Okay, uh -uh, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Until we really trusted him. So, So I challenge you now. The question is, does your faith please God? Watch this now. Or through your faith, you're trying to please people. You always going to come up short if the faith you're walking in is to please people, to put on for people, to make people see or think, or, or even some of you water it down because of people. Some of you water your faith down because of people. You want to shrink back. I don't want to say that because I don't want the ruffle on feathers. I don't want to say that because they might think I'm crazy. I don't want to pray how I know I pray because they may not understand it. They may not get it. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. So now you are lowering your rank, lowering yourself to fit into the box. Now, granted, certain situations, God must say, okay, use wisdom. This is how you need to approach this, et cetera, et cetera. But when you find yourself doing this and everything all the time, it's like, all right, I'm going to shrink back. I'm going to shrink back. I'm going to water myself down. I'm going to water myself down. So you're not being authentically you. And now you're 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 suffocating faith. And and you're telling faith, I'm gonna do your job. I got this. You can't do the job of faith. You want we want created do to do the job of faith. Faith is faith for a reason. And that's how we get God's divine approval. So again, is our faith pleasing God? It's a constant check. Lord, is my faith pleasing you? We want to be acceptable. So verse five, by faith that pleased God, Enoch was caught up and taken to heaven so that he would not have a glimpse of death. And he was not found because God had taken him. For even before he was taken to heaven, he received the testimony. Still on record. Say what? So we just found out now that 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 Abel's faith still speaks. Now, the word is saying that 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 Enoch's faith, his testimony is still on record that he walked with God and pleased him. It's still on record. The faith you walked in in 2020 that you stood on is still on record. It still speaks. It's going to speak long, long, long after you're gone because faith that pleases God. Is always put on display because your faith can pull somebody else out of a pit. Your faith can bring someone else breakthrough. You're not just you, because your faith has never been about just you, never. But sometimes we make it that way, and sometimes we like faith. I got this. Now you're making the process more difficult. It's already enough what you got to face and deal with, and God want to bring to the service so we can deal with it. But then now you want to be like, nah, I got this. Faith will move out the way. I'm going to try to believe this. I'm going to try. No, that ain't your job. That ain't your job. It's your job. Do the will of, the will of God, to fill this earth God's glory, to obey God. It's faith's job to believe. So we got to stay out of way of faith. Die to the flesh. Slaughter your will on the altar. Enoch's, he received the testimony still on record that he had walked with God and pleased him. It's still on record. Your faith is on record. Verse six, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. So hold up. 
Now, folks, but God said he'll never leave me or forsake me. That's true. He ain't never leaving you. He's always present. He's always around. But notice what it says. But without faith, it's impossible to walk with God and please him. We can say we love God. We can say we trust God, but it don't mean we're walking with God. Because if God's trying to promote us, we're walking with him and he's trying to get to a certain level. So if he's trying to get us, if God is here, right? He's okay, this is what this is what you're supposed to be. This is what I'm trying to get you. Come on, come on, come on. And we fight it and we fight the process. And his wounds getting away, our flesh getting away, our own will getting away. Then uh, contrary to power of belief, that would mean we're not walking with God. There are people who are proclaiming God, proclaiming, proclaiming Christ, but aren't walking with God. They talk about God. They give praises unto God. They, they offer, offer gifts unto God. But not walking with God. That's a hard pill to swallow because most people don't think that. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. Of course I'm walking with God. But without faith, it's impossible to walk with God and please him. And please him. And please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Who earnestly and diligently seek him. So we're not earnestly and diligently seeking God. That's going to impact us walking with God. That's why we have to stay in his faith because he's calling us higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. So we have to keep surrendering. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Use me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And it's a beautiful process. You're just being prepared for promotion. Just like on a job, you get promoted. Okay, you've you've accumulated this. You've done this. You've accumulated this knowledge. You've shown that you're capable of doing this. Exercise this. What the case would be, you're being promoted. It didn't just happen. You're being promoted. You've shown the capability to handle this next level. You're being promoted. Okay, so. The same thing with God. When he's promoting us, he's saying, okay, these are the things that needs to be done, taken care of. You're up for promotion now. No good that you've done. You're up for promotion. But if we're not doing what we need to do, that promotion will keep passing us by. And you're going to feel overlooked. You're going to feel abandoned. Because the enemy is now swooping in trying to mess with your mind. God don't love you. If this, why this going on? Look what just happened here. Because they know the process is going on. And then they know what they're trying to do to try to get you to book the process, quit on the process, back away from the process. But thank God that you stood on faith. And it pleases God. And because of that, your faith is being rewarded. Your faith is being rewarded. Now, what I'm going to do before we log off and log back on and transition into the prophecy for 2021, uh, the Lord had me to go back to the prophecies from 2020 and to highlight some things to help put it in perspective for you to see what actually happened. 
to where we are now and why God was reiterating certain things all throughout 2020. And, and, and when, I, when I went back over it, it just so much popped off to me, like, wow, God, like, you know, you can release word and you remember all the details of it and you think it's going to look one way and you realize it really meant this. So now that we're about to come to 2021, we can reflect on what God said in 2020. So I'm going to go through some of the prophecy. I don't believe I'm going to go through all of it, but just some of the highlights. He said, I'm coming for my church. Get your house in order. Get your house in order. And remember, all through 2020, God's been like, get your house in order, get your house in order, get your house in order, get your house in order. There'll be no contamination in glory. He kept telling us there'll be no contamination in glory. Get your house in order, get your house in order. There'll be no contamination in my glory. And when we get to the prophecy for 2021, you will see why all of this was so significant. What God was actually trying to do in us in 2020, regardless of what the enemy tried to do. He said, I'm coming for my church. Get your house in order. My glory is coming on this earth with or without invitation because of the great revival among you. It must start with the church. Yes, souls will be saved as more come into my kingdom, but I'm focusing on my church. It starts at home and I'm cleaning house. I'm pruning and cutting away some things because my glory will not dwell in mess. That's why he's been pruning and cutting and pruning, cutting, taking things away from us. Sometimes he say, I'm not trying to get take anything from you. I'm trying to get something to you. But there's some things in you connect you that needs to be cut off, that needs to be gone, that you need to let go, that you need to release. Because it will not enter my glory. And all throughout 2020. Through the different crossovers and, and the different windows we came through, it was get your house in order, clean your house, check your soul, get your soul healed, deal with the heart matters, the heart issues. If it's bitterness, there's resentment, there's unforgiveness, whatever it is, deal with it, deal with it. We, we shine a light on it, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. He's been saying it. He's been saying it. He said, my church needs to be saved. There are too many who claim me, but their hearts and lifestyles are far from me. My fire is coming to consume my children in ways you never experienced. I'm setting my church on fire and my glory is coming. And even as I read this, you know, in part, you prophesy in part. He said, I'm setting my church on fire. So that's two ways. Him consume us with the fire. For what we're walking into and his, his fire purifying and burning things away. The church was greatly tested. The body of Christ was greatly tested in 2020. And we saw a lot of division. He said, I'm bringing fire. I'm setting my church on fire. He said, however, you don't want to be on the wrong side of my glory and fire. There are too many churches who call themselves churches that are not pleasing me. They are playing with my fire and glory, and I will not put anything or anyone above my glory because it's my presence. There are many who are praising me with their lips, but bringing shame to my name with their hearts and actions. But I will tolerate it no more. My name will not be put to shame. No more strange fire will be offered up to me. And think about even even the last several weeks, we've been we've been talking about the altars, the secrets of the altars. We talked about strange fire and, 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 and not bringing sacrifice to God without a clean heart and how some offerings we thought was to God was really the enemy came and took those offerings. And the enemy said, no, you make an offering unto me unknowingly, even though we didn't make the offering to the enemy. But because of what, what they may have sold in us and what was in us that needed to be dealt with, they said, enemy said, no, I'm coming for an offering. So I broke all that down when I taught the secrets of the altar. But if you follow the ministry, you understand this. So this, this is putting in perspective. No more strange fire will be offered up to me. 
I'm getting the church in order. This whole year, you see God been getting the church in order in the midst of all the division, the crazy talk over here and then crazy talk over here. And then, you know, blaming this person, pointing fingers here and calling this one all the craziness. But because God is pruning, what they don't know is that God is putting on display. He's shaking things up. Because see, the, the, the weed, weed, the, 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 the tares are growing with the wheat. But we saw it publicly. Some of the division in the church. Watch this now. He said, I'm getting the church in order. I've given a chance for it to be done as the church comes to me to get their house in order. But those who refuse to come to me to deal with it, I will come to deal with them because I'm coming for my church. My church needs to be saved for real. And throughout this entire prophecy, when I read through it, when he gave it to me for 2020, he kept on saying, I'm coming for my church. I'm coming for my church. And again, I forgot all about this. Uh, when, I, when I told uh, Donna about the prophecy for 2021, she's like, well, go back and read the prophecy 2020, from 2020 because I want to see some things. As I went back and read, I was like, oh, wow. So when you see what God is saying in 2021, you will see exactly why he said what he said in 2020, because it literally pushed us right into what he's saying for 2021. And so he says, I'm getting the church in order. I'm coming for my church. My church needs to be saved for real. My name has been played with, toiled with, and lied on. I'm coming for my church. My church needs to be saved for real. He said this again. My glory is not to be played with. My glory changes everything. It is literally a game changer. And my glory cannot and will not dwell in unclean places. All of 2020, he's been preparing the church for his glory. Get your house in order. Get your house in order. Get your house in order. I'm cleaning house. Get your house in order. Deal with the hidden things. Deal with the hidden things. Deal with the soul wounds. Deal with the soul wounds. Deal with the hidden things. Get your house in order. Put in perspective. I'm just breaking it down to you. I'm, 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 I'm reading through the prophecy and putting it in perspective. He says, I'm looking for holy hands, not dirty and unrepentant hands. I'm looking for pure hearts, not split hearts. You can't serve me and the world. You can't serve me and the world. That's a surrendering. That's why God's all throughout the air. He just says surrender. How much have you heard me say, slaughter your will on the altar? How much have you heard me say, your will does not matter. You have no will. Christ, when you belong to Christ, you have no will. It's Christ's will. God's will. Slaughter your will on the altar. You can't serve me and the world. You can't serve me and the flesh. I'm calling forth the remnant of the remnant to rise up. I know who is serious about me versus those who are playing games. I'm coming for my church. Right here. Now, this part, it hit me. He said, this is the final warning to get your house in order. He, look, hear this now. This is the prophecy, prophecy from 2020. He said, this is the final warning to get your house in order. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No wonder why he spent all of 2020. Heal your soul. Get your soul healed. I want to use soul. You deal with the deal with the the, uh, the hidden things. Deal, deal, deal with what's in your heart. Deal with the wounds. Deal with the hidden things. Deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Get your house in order. There will be no contamination in my glory. 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 Over and over and over. He said it different ways. And then for a while, he just was on faith. Faith, 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 faith. Faith, 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 faith. Faith, 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 faith. 
He's been preparing us. And he said it in a prophecy from 2020. Watch this now. This is the final warning to get your house in order. Those who take heed will carry unprecedented levels of my glory. Those who take heed will carry unprecedented levels of my glory. Huh. He was preparing us for the glory all along. He says, there will be no denying my power as it is displayed to my children. I'm talking about the manifested ones, my manifested sons and daughters. I'm pulling back the covers from those who refuse to let go of sin. Yet they're condemning folks of the same things they're doing. They are hypocrites in my house and I'm cleaning house. Generations have been pushed away from my house because of hypocrites. Generations have been pushed away from my house because of phonies. Generations have been pushed away from my house because of liars. Generations have been pushed away from my house because of leaders who have abused authority and chose to build their own empire rather than establish my kingdom my way. Establish his kingdom his way. Well, follow me now. I'm coming for my church. I'm saving my church from the lust of the flesh. I'm saving my church from the lust of the eyes. I'm saving my church from a faulty foundation. Have you been following the ministry? When we talk about altars, the secrets of the altars, we got into the foundation, the foundation. It can't be a faulty foundation. You got to get to the root. You got to get to the root. You got to get to the root. He goes on to say, too many anointed children of mine have been hurt by leaders who have lied on me and have used witchcraft manipulation to bully, frighten, and burn out my people. No more, says the Lord. No more. On the other hand, some of my children have stayed in what is called a church, but in a place I have moved on from. Some have stayed out of blind loyalty. They have made man their God and is practicing idolatry when I've showed them over and over again. Hmm, that word idolatry. When we're dealing with the altars, even recently, what did the Lord talk about? Idols. Idols on the heart. Idols connected to the altars. You got to deal with these idols. Get rid of these idols. Some of it's, 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 it's food to try to numb the pain. It's alcohol to numb the pain. Drugs to numb the pain. It's watching movies to numb the pain. Got to deal with these idols that you run to to, or to 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 try to run from what God is telling you to confront. To try to, we run to to try to avoid the process. Follow me now. He says they made man their God and is practicing idolatry when I've showed them over and over again. He said, I reveal things to them over and over again, and they make excuses to stay where I have already left. Judgment is beginning in my house. When I say go, you go. If you stay in a church, a city, a job, or a place, I have made it clear that it's time to move on from your bringing judgment upon yourself that could have been avoided. I love you, but I also chastise those I love when necessary. I don't play when it comes to my glory. See, all of 2020, God was setting us up for his glory. That's why he kept saying there will be no contamination in my glory. Put in perspective. Put in perspective. He says, I have a problem with some of my church because you left your first love. That fire you had at salvation, that fire you had when you first got excited about the promises is not where it was for far too many. Do you serve me only for what I can do for you? Or do you serve me because of your love for me? I'm going to read that again. Do you serve me only for what I can do for you? Or do you serve me because of your love for me? 
Oh, that was put on. I was put on the test right there. That 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 was put to the test. In 2020, then the Lord goes on to say, he says, am I not enough? I know I'm more than enough, but do you believe it? I'm looking for pure hearts. No wonder why all 2020, God was like, check your heart, heart issues, heart issues, is there jealousy, is there bitterness, is there pride? Deal with it. Deal with it before it deals with you. How many times have y'all heard me say that in 2020? Deal with it. If you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. Because the enemy is going to mess with it. The enemy is going to do it. Going to play games. The enemy is going to use that as an, to, as, as an advantage point. Pure hearts. And, and it was funny when I read it, I was like, wow. And on the last prayer closet of 2020, we talked about, about, about oaths, gifts, and uh, clean hearts at the altar. And we dealt with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those who were hypocrites, and, and God was t- talking about the heart. Heart motives. Just dealt with that today. He said, I'm looking for pure hearts. There's only one way. To my glory. And that's in seeking me. Spend time with me more. I want I want more. You ask for more of me. I'm here. I want more of you. Hmm. He said, spend more time with me. That's interesting. Because what has God been saying for months now? And now it's pretty much like a catchphrase that I pretty much say all the time at the end of every prayer closet now. Stay in God's face. Stay in God's face. How many times have you heard me this year say, staying on the past several months, stay in God's face, stay in God's face, stay in God's face. Well, right here, he's showing why. There's only one way to my glory, and that's in seeking me. Spend time with me more. I want more. You ask for more of me. I'm here. I want more of you. Leave the flesh outside because it cannot and will not enter my glory. This year and season will be a time where true manifested son does God will manifest, and you will know them by the glory they carry and distribute in the earth. And I wonder why he said this year in season, because we're still in the same season. But as we prepare to cross over into a new year, you see how the setup. True manifest and those God will manifest and you will know them by the glory they carry and distribute in the earth. And when you hear the 2021 prophecy, you're going to be able to put all these pieces of the puzzle together. You will know them because they will be backed by my power. Discernment will greatly increase, and those who are working for Satan and doing false miracles will be exposed more and more publicly. Your discernment will increase. Don't be shocked because gifts are being activated on levels you aren't used to. We got quickly leveled up to levels we weren't used to. He put us on levels we weren't used to, and he did it quickly as we surrendered. He said, Peculiar anointings will come to the forefront. Man will laugh and will find it strange. But I will get the glory. Then he goes on to say this will be a year of exposing many false prophets and revealing true prophets that I have sent. And it's funny now because, again, God's put on display. Now it's divided church because there's so many who are saying, you know, well, these people prophesied that Trump was going to be reelected. And look what's happened. He's not being reelected and et cetera, et cetera. I prophesied Trump would be reelected, and I came back again with what God said that even what you see, it's still not going to change what God said. He stole me back in office because God put him there. Don't matter if you like him. I'm not getting into all that, but I'm just showing you. So, so now the true prophets are trying to be made out to be false prophets. That's what, it, that's what the enemy think they're doing. And then there's other folks in the church 
who are just having a field day. Oh, these people prophesied this. Oh, I this is I didn't want them to be elected, reelected anyway. And, and 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 look, they're false prophets, and now they backtrack. And there's some prophets who are backtracking, who are backtracking, backtracking. What what did God say? He didn't say. It. Why are you backtracking now? He said it. Stand on what you know. He said. Now you feel he didn't say it, then you can feel, oh, maybe I miss God. And I've heard that there are many prophets who did that and said they miss God. Okay. This is this is true testing. It was a different type of fire. And those are the ones you see who just walking in the gifting, but ain't on their face. So so now you see this this clashing. And and the one who are really false prophets is the one who are trying to come up against the true prophets, but calling the true prophets false prophets. That's the spirit of confusion Amy's trying to bring into the church. But God's going to clean all of that up real nice. God's going to clean all of that up real nice. But we got to continue to stay by faith. He said this, this will be a year of spiritual gifts. These gifts will operate in ways a lot of the church has not seen or been accustomed to because too much of the church has been, church has been operating below their rank. Below their rank. So God was trying to level us up in 2020. He leveled us up. Too many of my churches have gotten comfortable. Too many of my churches have been seeking advice from the world and not seeking me. Too many of my churches have been employing get rich quick schemes and have become and have not become rich in in in, in seeking me. And have not become rich by seeking me. Too many leaders are focusing on church growth by the numbers, but not church growth by the healing of souls. By the healings of souls. So he going back to the healing of souls thing again. He said, I'm not talking just about saving souls, but healing souls. Too much focus has been on filling up the church with people and not, not enough on how to help the people who are coming in with wounded souls. And now because many churches aren't physically meeting, they ain't filling those buildings up with people. And now more people at home and now really got to face what they've been hiding from, what they've been, what's been buried. God said, no, you're going to deal with this. I want to hear you so we can move forward. My church won't be able to run from deliverance anymore because I'm going to make deliverance popular. The enemy has been strategic and trying to blind my church to think deliverance is only for people they view as in a very bad condition. No deliverance. He said, no, deliverance is for all my children, says the Lord. Demons have gotten too comfortable in the church, homes, lives and communities of my people because of watered down doctrine. Too many of my churches talk about my power, but don't walk in my power. Demons respond to my power. He said, I'm taking the word deliverance and giving it a makeover in my church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, you need deliverance. Deliverance is not just because you got saved. That's another deception of the enemy. If the leader doesn't believe it's necessary after salvation, the congregants won't either. This lie of the enemy has been a legal right they have used to keep my church in bondage, but deliverance is coming. Deliverance is coming. Deliverance will be popular again. Too many hurting people. They realize I do need my soul healed. I do need these demons attached to me going. I do need deliverance. It's going popular again. And the same ones who laughed at you about this old warfare and you don't all this, they're going to see. Wait a minute, there's something to this. Because the enemy ain't going to lessen their attempts. Oh, they're going to be running 
looking for deliverance. Please help me. Please, I, I don't know how to do this. How do I get in this situation? You, I know you've been praying and warring and talking these, these attacks. I don't understand. And then you start hearing things. That's what I've been dealing with. That's exactly what I've been dealing with. Oh, my goodness. Deliverance will become popular again. And we're going to be in position to the power of God to bring more and more and more deliverance. He says whole churches are operating but aren't healthy. It looks healthy by numbers, by money, etc. But it's a house full of wounded and demonically oppressed people of whom too many have been taught to chase and depend on man and not me. So once again, he's talking about healing. Wounds. Too many have been trained and taught on how to be a good giver of tithes and offering more than they've been taught how to truly seek me. More than they've been taught about prayer. So they're confused as to why tithes and offerings don't seem to be working when the issue is there's been no emphasis on prayer. I'm talking a lifestyle of prayer. Not enough emphasis has been on the fact that warfare is real. Not enough emphasis has been on fasting and praying. Too much emphasis has been placed on how to get stuff more than how to get more of me. The focus has been off and the enemy has used it against my church. I'm coming for my church. Now, no wonder why all year God has been saying, Prayer must become a lifestyle. And he's been saying, I'm setting you up for the rest of your life. Prayer must become a lifestyle. Hello. Prayer must become a lifestyle. Faith must be a lifestyle. Not just something we do. It's a lifestyle. That's why the Lord says, I'm coming for my church. My church is supposed to be a house of prayer, but some have made it a house of thieves. Too many think they're giving and sowing to man because too many men and women have misused my resources. I'm coming for my church, says the Lord. Many have been saying, when, Lord, when, Lord, when will I see change? When will I see harvest? Wow, this is crazy right here. Because I'm, I'm reading this and thinking about the 2021 prophecy and seeing how God just set us up. Some of these keywords. Remember that word harvest. It said, when will I see harvest? When, Lord, he says, I'm coming for my church. Deliverance is coming to my church. I raised up and am raised up generation of warriors who will set this world on fire. These warriors have been battle tested and only no victory. These warriors will not only carry my glory, but they will distribute my glory. These warriors will fill the earth with my glory. These warriors will destroy the works of the enemy everywhere I send them. These warriors will be trained assassins with direct orders to eliminate their targets. These warriors will not just talk up my power, but they will demonstrate my power. These warriors won't just partially bring my kingdom on earth, but they will fully bring it through the preaching of the word, healing the sick, raise the dead, and cast out demons. They'll bring it all, and they will never come alone. They will roll in teams. That's why God said you can't do this alone. It won't be done alone. Then he goes on to say, we're almost done. I have not forgotten about my revival marriages. I'm releasing new strategy in the earth to unlock marital destinies and to restore marriages I put together. And when God said it, I was like, wow. And me and Donald was reading through it. I was like, we both were like, wow. Because God gave me some major throne revelation about this very same thing. He gave it to me a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. That, that, that has not been taught, that has not been released on earth, but he said it's timing when he wants me to release it. I said, why? He said, I'm releasing new strategy in the earth to unlock marital destinies and to restore marriages I put together. There has been an all out assault of the enemy to stop and hinder too many of my children who should be married by now from getting married. Deliverance is coming. 
There are strong men behind this agenda of Satan to hinder or destroy godly covenant, but I'm getting directly involved. These revival marriages are marriages that will be birthed out during this great revival. These revival marriages will be powerful men and women. I joined together, together to give hell to the kingdom of darkness. They know what your union and covenant means for them. When they see you, they know trouble is coming from them. These revival marriages will literally be a typhoon in the realm of the spirit to the kingdom of darkness. They hate godly covenant, and I will make the revival marriages manifest by all I'm releasing in the earth this year. So I see. He says, I will make the revival marriage manifest by all I'm releasing in the earth this year. So what he released in the earth this year is the very uh, momentum that's going to cause the revival marriages to birth out in 2021. I see. We know in part, we prophesy in part. So when I read it, I see it through a whole different lens. It took what he took, what, what he processed us in 2020 for what he's birthing in 2021. And when you hear the prophecy, it's all going to make sense. And then he goes on to say. Don't get ready, but stay ready. I'm coming for my church, not only this year, but every year is about my vision. I put vision in my people and it will come to pass. I'm training your hands to war because too much of my church doesn't know how to fight the enemy. Well, that definitely shouldn't be your, your story after 2020. And it definitely your story if you fall in this ministry in any capacity. He says, they have a zeal for me, but not according to knowledge. I gave the earth for you to rule in, so you must learn how to rule all the time, no matter the fight. I gave spiritual weapons because they must be used against the enemy to continue to win battles. No worries, because I'm coming for my church. The world will respect my church more and more. Revival is here. Pray, pray, and seek my face. Make time with me priority. Hmm. You think he made that clear in 2020? Stay in my face. Stay in my face. Stay in my face. Set up your holy altars. Meet me at the altar. Meet me at the altar. Yeah, I think he made that pretty clear in 2020. Make time with the priority. 2019 is the end of what was and 2020 to be. And 2020, catch this now. Look what the Lord said. And this is going to set you up for the prophecy for 2021. He says, 2019 is the end. Of what was in 2020 would be your reference point year that you will say that's when things really began to change. And we're at the end of it now. So now you will see reference point. With all the stuff they have in 2020. For God released in 2021, you will see, wow, 2020 was the reference point year. That's when things begin to change. That's when you really begin to launch. Prepare to celebrate often because as you seek me more and more and rule more, you will manifest more, and so many people and things will draw to you because of my glory that you bring. And remember, some point in time on Warriors Prayer Closet, this year, what did God say? He highlighted to us. He highlighted to us. He said, you've been looking for the manifestation, the physical, the tangible, but he says, you had to manifest first. And he told us that we were the manifestation. How much we manifested, how much your prayer life changed, how much your faith was stretched, your faith grew, that we were manifesting. We were looking for the tangible manifestation, but he said, no, you, we were tangibly, physically the manifestation. We had to manifest first. 
We had to get the soul healing and deal with the heart issues so we can manifest and make more room so we can carry God's glory. Y'all catching us now. He says, prepare to celebrate often because as you seek me more and more, rule more and more, you will manifest more. And so many people and things will draw to you because of my glory that you bring. It's not over. Look what he says now. It's not over. It's just beginning. Now, now in 2020, the end would have us to believe that it was over. Like this is the new normal. This is what it is. He clearly said, it's not over. It's just beginning. Surprise, surprise. It's time to manifest as my manifested sons and daughters. The earth has been craving you to manifest because it knows you bring my glory. Wake up, church. It's a shake up, church. Hold on to that. Harvest, what I mentioned earlier. Wake up, church. Wow, this is all hit me as we about to transition into 2121 prophecy. Wake up, church. It's a shake up, church. Hold on to harvest. Hold on to wake up, church. When I begin to give you the 2021 prophecy and you will see how God was setting us up for 2021. 20, hit me, I just hit, he just hit, hit my spirit. You said 2020 was your process. And we went through many processes in 2020. 2020 was your process to position you to carry my glory. That's why he said there will be no contamination in my glory. You don't want to be on the wrong side of my glory. That's why he said at the beginning of this prophecy, this is the final warning to get your house in order. And what else did he say at the beginning? That his glory moving, the good great revival was coming, not by invitation. It was coming regardless. It was coming. So again, I'll finish it. He says, wake up, church. It's a shake up, church. Wrong, wrong foundations will be shattered. Wrong foundations will be shattered. Yeah, he dealt with the wrong foundation all year. For some, and this is the final part here. For some, it will be realigning and readjusting. Some, there will be moving and shifting. For some, it will be completely uprooting and starting with a fresh new foundation. For some, it will be a complete shutdown and sat down. For some, it will be a time of rest, refreshing and healing. This is 2020. He already told us what's what's gonna happen in 2020 and we see it all came to pass. For some, it will be complete exposure. For some, it will be a combination of these. Either way, I'm coming for my church. And the last paragraph, he says, for some, it's going to be your coming out party as I move you from what looked like the back to the forefront. Some would think it's overnight, but I've been processing you in the lab and you're due. My God, my God, I'm about to run out of this chair. Now, look at this now. I just said what God said just now that he just downloaded that 2020 was our process. And I didn't even remember this was right here. He said, but I've been processing you. He said, some would think it's overnight, but I've been processing you in the lab and you are due. Are you hearing me? I've been processing you in the lab and you are due. 
See, I thought the dude was 2020. No, 2020 was our process. 2021 is the year you are due. My God, and oh my God, when y'all hear this prophecy for 2020, you gonna, I don't gotta say nothing, but just declare it and speak it, and you're gonna see exactly what I meant. How God 2020 was our setup. He said, it's more than your time. Keep seeking me and seeking me. Please don't stop seeking me. You want more of me and I want more of you. Let's conquer as Christ rules and reigns in you. I'm coming for my church. My God, that thing just hit me in a whole nother way. All of this came to pass in 2020. All of this came to pass in 2020. And the enemy tried to make you lose your mind. The enemy tried to make you doubt and fear and panic and abort. And 2020 was our process. And everybody, everybody did not finish the process. Everybody did not make it through the process. But guess what? You can't apologize for it. You can't feel bad for it. God will deal with what he needs to deal with. This is your coming out party. Everybody didn't deal with it. Everybody didn't didn't succumb and surrender to the process. And I tell a leadership all the time. I know the fire gets turned up, but yeah, he said, I, but I told him, I said, I will not apologize for the process. I will never apologize for the process. I won't apologize for the warfare that comes with the process because I'm not going to apologize for the rewards on the other side. And I'm not, not going to apologize for the rewards and only if we apologize for the process. And only if we apologize for the sacrifices. Because we definitely will be apologizing for all the rewards that comes on the other side. Glory be to the name of the Lord. You are due. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Amen. So what we're going to do very quickly, I'm going to log off, log right back in because, you know, different segments in uh, so that we got the prophetic message here and then prophecy 2021. So it'll be a whole different video and then we'll go into prayer. So everyone, uh, social media, log right off. And we're going to log right back on. And I'm going to get directly into 2021 prophecy. And I'm glad that this 2020 prophecy was fresh. So now you put all these things in your mind, this word, and you're going to see how God set us up in 2021 and how it all was a setup. Amen. So, all right. So, so we're going to log off real quickly. And then I'm going to log right back on for prophecy 2021. Warriors, thank you for tuning in to the Spiritual Warfare Network podcast and applying today's teaching. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow Apostle Green on social media.